0: The books of Ezra and Nehemiah bear a
1: strong intrinsic significance for the Lord's recovery today. We should not think that the Old Testament is unrelated to us. The Bible is written in two sections the Old Testament and the New Testament. The first section contains pictures, while the second section contains the fulfillment of what is signified by the pictures. Without an intrinsic understanding of the Old Testament types, it is not easy to understand the fulfillment of God's economy in the New Testament. This is Matt Miller with Francis Ball. Francis, it's good to have you here with me for today's program.
2: It's my pleasure to be here, Matt. Thank you very much.
1: Francis, the title of today's radio program is The Reconstitution of the Nation of God's Elect. Would you give the listeners a quick introduction and let them know why they should stay with us for the next 30 minutes?
2: Well, Matt, I believe this is one of the most important things about our study of these life studies on the radio in this way, is to encourage people to stay with us for a full 30 minutes to get the full impact of the message that we're reviewing and to get Brother Lee's own speaking. I feel this is very important because... The, uh, what is happening in the Old Testament in our study now is very significant for us in the New Testament because the Old Testament, as you mentioned, has pictures for us, and the New Testament has the fulfillment. And these pictures are very enlightening for us to see what happened to Israel in the days of their captivity and how God was reinstating them, drawing them back, and providing someone to be a leader bring them back. We all know that Nehemiah was the one who engineered and who really worked at rebuilding the wall of Jerusalem. And so we saw in him a person so absolutely dedicated and so full of wisdom to really reinstate God's economy in Israel at that time. And we have the same thing in this day where we have someone who's really brought us into the fulfillment of reinstating God's economy in the present age, which is the reality of God's eternal purpose.
1: Thanks, Francis. As we get into these details of the reconstituting of the nation of Israel during this time of recovery, Witness Lee is going to start out by getting into the arrangement of the dwelling places of the returned captives. I thought this was interesting. I want to read Nehemiah chapter 11. We're going to go through chapters 11 through 13. So the first verse of chapter 11 says, And the rulers of the people dwelt in Jerusalem, and the rest of the people cast lots in order to bring one in ten to dwell in Jerusalem, the holy city, while nine-tenths remained in the other cities. I never knew that, Francis, that nine-tenths of the people didn't live in Jerusalem. Most of the returned captives lived outside, and they drew lots because... They didn't want to live there That's right, because that was the most dangerous place. That's where the enemies were attacking was in Jerusalem. So not everybody wanted to be there. So let's go to Witness Lee now for the fourth life study from the book of Nehemiah, which covers chapters 11 through 13.
3: The reconstitution of the nation of God's elect. Now, firstly, here's a record of the arrangement of the dwelling place of the people. You have to know, at that time, to dwell in Jerusalem was a real burden. No one would go there to make a residence. That was a hard job. Why? Because who can assure you no invaders from other nations to come to attack Israel? So, there was the need of some arrangement. The people cast lots, one out of ten, to dwell in Jerusalem. Who got the lot has to move into Jerusalem? This is a part of the reconstitution. Then, here's a record of the arrangement and the appointments. A good record. A record of the priests and Levites. You have to know the main searching ones in the worship of God are not those of the kings. Kings are not for worshiping God but for ruling the people. And who are for the worshiping of God? The priests plus their Searching ones, the Levites. The Levites were the servants of the priest. Just like those who went up with Zerubbabel and Josiah, the first returns, mostly priests and Levites. The people sought the Levites from all their places to bring them to Jerusalem in order to hold a dedication with rejoicing and thanksgiving and singing. No other group could sing so well as the Levites because the main service of the Levites was to sing in praise to God, to sing hymns, in meetings, it's primarily. We should do it very much. We should have singing in different ways. Singing opens the heavens.
1: Francis, before you comment on this, I want to read Nehemiah chapter 12, verse 27. And at the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem... They sought the Levites from all their places to bring them to Jerusalem in order to hold the dedication with rejoicing and thanksgiving and singing with cymbals, harps, and lyres. How about the last comment by Witness Lee, Francis, about the service of the priests during the recovery that singing opens the
2: heavens? Oh, I have to agree with that, Matt. Singing opens the heavens. I never enjoyed singing like I have since I came the way of the Lord's recovery in this age where we have the singing that really brings you into heaven or opens the heavens to you. Whichever way you say it, there's something heavenly about the singing of the priests. And when people take their place as priests for the celebration of the reconstituting or the re-dedication uh, of the wall of Jerusalem that's been built, Oh, what a what a glory that is. There is something about singing that really lifts you out of yourself, lifts you out of your problems, lifts you out of your disappointments, and brings you into a heavenly atmosphere. I believe, Matt, we need more singing in our meetings. Even though we have a lot of singing, uh, there's nothing that lifts us higher and brings us more into the openness to the Lord speaking to us and to the Lord constituting himself into us. Than singing. It really is a big help, so I really agree with Brother Lee here and with Nehemiah that we are really in a heavenly atmosphere when all the priests are singing and praising God with even more instruments than we have. You know, we just have a piano and a, some uh, organ accompaniment, but we need some lyres, we need some guitars, we need some violins, we need some all kinds of instruments
1: to raise the praise and the glory to the Lord. You know, Francis, there's nothing that stirs up your heart to sing like participating in the Lord's recovery. That's right. I know when I was younger, my first experience of the Lord recovering me out of a situation of captivity caused me to want to sing. I used to find myself driving down the road with a songbook in my hand, singing songs. It just stirred up a singing. Yet when I was in a place of captivity, I was in a place that was not, uh, I wasn't recovered. Uh-huh. I was not I was in a place of—in a captive situation, there wasn't a release to sing as much. I, I don't know if this is something our listeners can relate to, but do you understand what I'm trying oh, to say? Absolutely. Can you help our listeners understand this point?
2: Absolutely. I, I'm not sure I can help, but I certainly feel the same thing that you talk about. Sometimes I would be driving in my car. At that time, I was working in a way that took me around the different cities and different communities in West Texas— and I would just sing on the road. Sometimes I would have the hymn book or the Bible or or a recovery book on my steering wheel, and I'd be reading enough words there that I could sing as I went. And if you drive off the road in that particular area, it doesn't matter. You just get back on again. But this is a real joy. There's something welling up in the heart of anyone who's getting recovered and reconstituted with what God wanted
1: in His people. Well, if you're listening to this program right now and you're inspired to sing and you're on a freeway in Southern California, (laughs) not in West Texas, you have to be more careful than Francis is talking about. But we do encourage you to sing. That's right. You know, recently, Francis, I was traveling and I was visiting another church and someone came up and said they'd heard me on the radio program and they started laughing and they said you were with Dick Taylor and you were singing on the radio. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Which, good. which is kind of unusual. I'm not a singer. <laughs> but, you know, you don't have to be a singer to sing. That's right. I mean, the Levites were good singers, but they were leading all of God's people to sing. I don't think they were just singing alone. There was a singing among all God's people. That's right. So uh, we encourage you to sing, even if you're not a singer, and claim that verse that says make a joyful noise to the Lord right. as you're singing, if you're singing is, is, is only not much better than a noise. Well, we do hope this would inspire many to
2: respond to the Lord in this way because this is the function of a priest, is to worship God by singing. And this is really marvelous. Not only the priests, but the Levites also joined in this singing. The Levites were the serving ones with the priests, but they also were involved in this uplifting singing. So this has been a real characteristic of the Lord's recovery in our day. When we see how much we've been brought back to God's purpose, to God's goal, to build up the body of Christ, this really releases
1: the songs in us. Well, Francis, let's go on now and finish chapter 12 of Nehemiah with lots of rejoicing. And then let's go on to Nehemiah chapter 13 where we can see some cleansing mm. going on. There, Nehemiah was active to cleanse the situation that had become so fallen, and maybe even a little bit evil there. So let's go to Witness Lee.
3: The praise and the Levites purify themselves, and they also purify the people. Also the gates, the new gates they build up on the wall of Jerusalem, and the wall, even they purify the wall to get everything clean, to get everything purified at the day of dedication. They should not dedicate anything dirty to God. Nehemiah appointed two great companies to give song to God. Great companies. And to go in procession. How about that? With lyres, instruments, singing, and uh, stand in the house of God with Nehemiah. Who stood with Nehemiah there? In the temple, the singers, there's two groups of singers, they offered great sacrifices that day and rejoiced with their women and children, for God had caused them to rejoice greatly. And the joy of Jerusalem was heard from afar. Then the clearance. Exercised on Israel as God's elect, a lot of cleanings, a lot currents. Firstly, separating all the mixed multitude from Israel according to law, no mixture, up. Then purify the chambers of the house of God from the evil occupancy in the chambers. Of the temple of God, some people, evil people, dwelt there. That evil occupant was a relative to a priest. And that priest appointed over the chambers of the house of God to him. This was evil. So, this man cleared this up, get out, move out of the chamber of the house of God. This was a clearance.
1: Francis, we got two different things going on here. On the one hand, you've got this evil situation where Nehemiah discovered Eliashib, the priest, who had a relative, Tobiah, who he allowed him to move into the chamber of the house of God. And when Nehemiah found this out, he just kicked him out. Yeah. So that's on the negative side, the cleansing. And then on the other side, you have the positive side, which in verse 41, I'd just like to read this verse, uh, Nehemiah 12:41. it ends with, the joy of jerusalem was heard from afar i'll let you pick francis would you like to talk about the rejoicing and the singing or the cleansing or both i just i think the- we need
2: to say something about both because with the rejoicing there is the cleansing once you have the rejoicing there's not much problem to recognize where the cleansing is needed and so these both both of these happened with nehemiah's day the rebuilding of the wall of jerusalem and the reconstituting the whole people and everything into a recovered situation in the Old Testament is really remarkable and wonderful. There is the need for rejoicing, and when that rejoicing comes, you just spontaneously realize there's the need for the cleansing, to deal with all the evil things or the uh, lukewarm things, the things that are really a hindrance. So we have both cases here, and it's really marvelous that... uh, Nehemiah could come into this situation and because of the captivity and Israel having been scattered among all the nations and been brought back now under Nehemiah as far as a wall is concerned brought back into that kind of setting there's the real enjoyment of all this singing and there's also the cleansing that takes place. For example, as the one you brought out putting Tobiah out of the house of God out of the sanctuary putting this kind of thing out that this is not a place for that kind of uh, activity or that kind of person. The Lord wants to recover us in person
1: and in all that we do. It reminds me, Francis, of a verse uh, that the joy of the Lord is my strength. Yes. And uh, also a song the hymn writer wrote, flood me with joy, be the strength of my life. Amen. When you have the joy, you have the strength for the cleansing. That's right. And without that joy, you have just
2: a job of cleaning up the dirt. Nobody appreciates that very much. But when it's in the enjoyment of the Lord, there is something spontaneously that just emits and disposes of all the dirty things and all the relationships that were keeping us away from God's best.
1: Well, it's really interesting to see the sequence here, Francis, that Nehemiah didn't just come in and just clean things up. He started out by getting the Levites and the singers and the, the cymbals and the harps and the lyres. So it's not an insignificant Correlation That when there is the joy, then there is the, the way to clean up the things that need to be cleansed. Otherwise, you don't have the cleansing. You just, like you said, you have a job to clean up dirt. And who wants to clean up dirt without the joy? Yeah, right. So let's go on, Francis, and uh, go to the conclusion of today's life study where Witness Lee's going to talk about the negligence of God's people in taking care of the serving ones during the recovery and Nehemiah's reaction to it. And there's a few other things related to the cleansing as well as we see in the conclusion. Here's Witness Lee.
3: Then there was a kind of a negligence in taking care of the daily need of the Levites. This was a dirty thing. So Nehemiah removed this. In other words, from that day, all the necessities of the Levites were quite well taken care of. Nehemiah did not only constitute the serving Levites and priests, but also he constituted the supply of their daily necessities. Then on the Sabbath day still, the nations brought in their cargo to the Strait of Jerusalem and still the Jews bought them. That is kind of profane. Nehemiah stopped them. And all those who married the Canaanite wives, they have to do something to separate, to clean them from their dirt. Nehemiah appointed duties, responsibilities for the priests and the Levites. For the uh, wood offering at the appointed times, you know, the altar outside God's temple was burning 24 hours a day. It needs a lot of wood to maintain that burning. Otherwise, when you go there, to offer a sin offering or a burnt offering. No fire on that altar. The the altar doesn't burn, so you need a lot of wood. And eventually, the people only offer sacrifices, they don't (laughs) offer the burning wood. So Nehemiah reconstituted the situation. Now you can understand why I use this word constitution to just that, before Nehemiah's time, it was a mess. So he, Nehemiah, reconstituted all these things.
1: Francis, the title of today's Life Study Program is The Reconstitution of the Nation of God's Elect. We can really see that in these details, okay, that we're taking care of the Levites and their, the serving ones in their living, getting rid of the foreign wives, and all these other details that Witness Lee's talking about. How can we apply this to the Lord's recovery today? Well, I
2: believe today we have a good application of this because, in a sense, we have a, a Nehemiah that came into the scene and began to reconstitute the whole situation. And you're talking about Witness Lee. I'm talking about Witness Lee. And
1: you spent a lot of time with him, didn't you?
2: I did. I had uh, 38 years with him before he passed away. And I really praise the Lord for this time and for this type of uh, association with him. And I'd like to go back also to the one who preceded him, and that's Watchman Nee, to get his writings, to get this kind of reconstituting work being done in us through these two recovering prophets of the day— we really experience something of the joy that comes with uh, all this singing and also the cleansing that results from this kind of enjoyment. And I was especially attracted to this matter of taking care of the serving ones. It's quite interesting how this was taken care of in such a proper way in the Lord's recovery. Today we're enjoying a lot of things that are typified by Nehemiah's day and by other portions of the Old Testament they're just types and shadows of what we're enjoying today because the Lord wants to reconstitute his people when his people got scattered into all the nations he wanted to bring them back back to the center of his purpose and back to the purpose that he had for bringing them together and uh, really do something to reconstitute them that's exactly what the Lord is doing today Through the ministry of the Word, the ministry of recovery to us, through the singing and enjoyment, and through the service as a priest and the Levites, we're enjoying a recovery and a cleansing, a cleansing from all the things that made us dirty, that were under a wet blanket in our experience. But the Lord has graciously come in, exposed us, and brought in a reconstituting of His way with people so that now we know the Lord is, has a purpose. His cleansing us is not just to make us clean. It's to make us full of God because His reconstituting us is a matter of His dispensing what He is into us. And by that, we are being reconstituted as a holy
1: people. Francis, just one real quick clarification. Witness Lee said that the serving ones, the Levites, the, those who serve the Lord, were very well taken care of. That doesn't mean that they were all driving around, so to speak, in Rolls Royces. Right. But they were taken care of in a good way, but not in a lavish way. Right. Which is sometimes what we see today, the extreme of the serving ones being taken care of. Yeah. Maybe more than is proper. My, that's certainly true,
2: because it doesn't take much to meet our needs. And so we meet the needs of the serving ones that keeps them alive to be reconstituted with Christ as their content.
1: And those Levites were suffering at that time, and so Nehemiah came in and took care of their needs. We've got to stop here, Francis. The the clock is going to force us to end the program right here. Appreciate that you came in to be with us today. Thank you. Enjoyed very much being with you. And we also appreciate you being with us, and we'd invite you to call us if you'd like to get any of our written materials at one life study That's one 543 3788, or you can just send us an email to radio at lsm.org. On behalf of Francis Ball, this is Matt Miller. Thank you for listening today.
0: Dear Lord, we
1: give ourselves to thee.
0: Receive us into. The- Millions of Christians have been strengthened in their faith through the ministry of Watchman Knee. In a recent release by Living Stream Ministry entitled The Overcoming Life, Watchman Nee sounds a call to the believers to pursue the normal Christian life that is hidden with God in Christ. The Overcoming Life is filled with truth, reverberates with hope, and brings the reader to renewed consecration. The Overcoming Life by Watchman Nee from Living Stream Ministry is available at Christian bookstores everywhere.